This is Exploring the Seasons of Life, podcast, episode 42. I'm Cindy McMillan, and today's guest is Kathy Parks. Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Each week, join Cindy McMillan as she interviews coaches, spiritual explorers, and celebrants from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. I have a great guest today, and she's going to be talking about careers. Her name is Kathy Parks, and she has spent the last 30 years working in corporate North America for one of the top 10 most admired companies in the world. She has extensive experience in sales leadership, planning and training, as well as developing, mentoring, and coaching frontline employees into leadership roles. Since creating her executive coaching business, Kathy has worked with small business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, leaders at all levels of an organization, and especially women seeking to expand their career and pay aspirations. Most recently, Kathy has been doing her best to help as many people as possible who have lost their jobs to help jumpstart their job and career search. Welcome to the podcast, Kathy. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks, Cindy. I'm really excited to be here as well. We're in such a time right now. And I think when I reached out to you, you know, I was I was saying that I really wanted to give tips to people, you know, who may be looking for a job. So, but I do want to start off with my favorite question. What does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Yeah, and that's a great question, Cindy, because uh, you don't really realize when you're young um, that there are so many different seasons in your life, and you could call them phases, uh, I think, as well. So I really see this now in the career coaching that I'm doing with my clients, and obviously different things are important in different seasons. And everyone is so busy with their lives that they're not always that intentional about what they're doing in each season, especially when it comes to their careers. So I've really noticed that as I've been doing a lot of career coaching over the last uh, couple of years. So what I've found is so many people, by the time they get to sort of their mid-career season, they're rethinking what they've done or what they really wanted to do or what they might want to do to move forward. So People want to seem to want to find more meaning and significance in their life and in their careers at this stage of their life or at this season. And they only have an, a certain number of years left to work. And so I, I help them try and make those years the best they can be. Uh, and that's what a lot of the work that I've done lately has been. But, uh, you know, but then you, you know, you work and then you think you retire and then that's it, basically. But that's a whole nother season in itself. So um, even if you retire at 62 or 65, that's, you're still pretty young these days. Um, and so that's another season that people want to learn to do with. And, you know, you think about all the work you do and the experience you gain throughout your life. And then just to walk away when you retire, I mean, that's it's, it's a shame to kind of lose all that great knowledge and not perhaps pass it on or turn it into something else. So so being more intentional with what you do with these different seasons, I think I've, I've come to realize is, is really important. And, and my real belief is that you want to live your life with no regrets. So you don't want to leave anything on the table or anything sort of left that you wish you had done. 
You know, Kathy, I love that. And when you talked about being intentional in your career, I think sometimes, and not everybody, but they kind of, they just kind of let their career just happen without being intentional about really what they think they're or want their next steps to be. Yeah, that's a great point. And and I, I see that a lot. And I know that I was um, not that intentional at the beginning of my career, but I was pretty lucky early on. I think I could have done a much better job of creating and following a career plan. So I think that's really important to help you be more intentional so that you don't end up, you know, later on thinking, gee, I wish I had done this or I wish I had lived my passion or I wish I had done that. Absolutely. I would love for you to talk to us about being a business leader, you know, at a Fortune 50 company and your transition to career coaching. Yeah, um, you know, I had a great career. Again, I, I got more intentional as it went on, finally figured it out, which was great. But I, I worked for a great company in a lot of different areas around the country. I got to do a lot of international travel, and I was really uh, fortunate to be able to take advantage of some really great sort of cutting-edge leadership experience. Um, and I had a lot of different teams in my career, and um, we were always very successful and it became more and more uh, obvious to me what, what helped them be successful. And that was really sort of a good leader helping them grow and, and learn and have good mentorship and having help with their career and, and, and their work. So that was really the part of my job that I loved the most was really to help my employees uh, with their professional development, their career progression, and, and really being uh, just more successful business people. So I love to see them learn and grow and um, into great employees and into great leaders themselves. So when I retired, I knew that I wanted to continue that work. And, and really, that's what I love the most, helping people understand what's holding them back from being the best they can be and and really having somebody to believe in them and what they really uh, their potential is. So so whether it's in their career or whether it's in their life, some people, you know, need some help with that clarity. So I got a lot of uh, a great experience doing that when I was working and I was pretty successful and, and, and I loved it. So I figured that's what I wanted to do when I retired and, and I formed my business. And uh, now, especially with so many people having lost their jobs and needing that help, it's, uh, I'm glad that that's the, the path that I chose. I'm glad I just didn't walk away. Like I said, uh, some people do and think that's it. So yeah, following your passions, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love that you talked about you were, you know, you were really invested in helping your team grow because not all managers are like that. So I think that's really important to having a, a really great team. I still hear that today. In fact, even in a coaching call today, I'm always amazed at how many managers don't spend time with their people, helping them um, understanding where they need the help or what what their what their job and career aspirations are. I thought that was just kind of like the number one thing of a leader. That's what they should be doing. But it's amazing how many don't do that. So people don't get that help, and they don't even they don't know that it's out there for them. You wrote a blog post titled. 10-point job search checklist, and it had some really great tips. Could you go through maybe, you know, the top five and why they are so important? Sure. And I think, um, you know, of course, more important now than ever before. Uh, and especially for people who, you know, haven't been in a position to have to look for a job for a long time, right? It's, it's a whole new ballgame now, and things have changed a lot over the years. 
But I, I think the most important place to start with any job search, even if you still have a job but you want to pivot or you think you're not that happy in what you're doing, is to really take the opportunity and figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. It's kind of that old, what do I do when I grow up thing that we're, I think we're always asking ourselves no matter what season we're in. And so the question of, you know, are you happy with your career path, with your profession? What do you want the next uh, part of your work and professional life to look like? You know, is it time to pivot to something else or maybe just get better at what you're doing? And then really looking at, you know, what skills and attributes are you making unique and invaluable? Um, and then what's been holding you back from doing that? I think a big part of it is some of these self-limiting beliefs we have and the confidence, you know, maybe we've we've not had over the years. And then and drilling down into what success in your career looks like. And that's, I think, really important to, to think about after you know, many years of probably not thinking about it. And then there's the kind of the, the, um, the basic skills you need to kind of brush up on, like um, getting a, a good resume and cover letter and updating your LinkedIn profile. Again, things have changed when it comes to recruiting and what recruiters are looking for on a resume and a cover letter. And there's so much noise out there as far as people applying and you want your, your resume and cover letter to get to the top of the pile and, and having a strong LinkedIn profile can help you. And then the basics of, you know, interviewing, you know, people haven't interviewed for a long time. It's not easy to do, right? When you haven't done it and there's some things you can do to practice. And especially now on Zoom with uh, most things being virtual, there's some tips and things you can do to have a good, a better Zoom interview. And you need to practice that as well. And then I think most importantly, you need to have a good networking plan because the days of just kind of putting your resume out there and, and, and uh, getting a, an interview are, are kind of gone. There's, again, so many people applying for jobs and there's so much noise out there. People are busy, they're distracted. So you really need a good networking plan that can help you with that job search. And I was going to ask you about networking, but before we get to that, I I had heard a long time ago, and I don't even know if this is a theory, but it was called the pie and I, P is for performance, I is for image, and E is for exposure. And mm. I had heard that years ago. Had you ever heard of that? You know, I have not heard of that. I think that's a good analogy, though. And I think that's still um, applicable today. So pulling those threes, three together, I think is really important because you can't kind of get by on just one of them al alone. But, um, yeah, no, it's not something I've heard of. Definitely sounds like it could still work. It's a good acronym. Yeah. So all those, all those three things would still be, be in yeah. play. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then how you get noticed, I think, um, is, is important because you can have all that, but, but how do you get noticed, right? Because again, you know, when you, you're on Facebook or whatever, there's like a million different in social media, there's so much information. There's so much out there. It's really hard to kind of stand out from the crowd. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And, and just going back to what you were talking about on the, the checklist, I know that you were talking about, you know, when you haven't interviewed in a long time, how it's really, it's difficult. And I, and I do remember this as clear as day. I had worked for a company for uh, quite a long time. I, was laid off and I wanted to go back to that company so bad. And I finally got an interview 
I want you to know I bombed it. It was something yeah. I wanted so bad. That's awful. I know. It's, so, but it's it, hard. Yeah. But um, but I always think about that now. You yeah. know, interviews, interviewing is not as easy as it sounds. No, you know, because you're thinking on your feet, right? You um, you know, and you never know what they're going to ask you. Some interviews are very simple and easy. More nowadays, I think they're more behavioral, which means uh, they want you to tell they want you to tell me about a time when you did this. So they want you to demonstrate you have these attributes that they're looking for. And if you're not planned and prepared for that, you, it's really hard to think off the top of your, you know, your head because you're nervous, right? And and now um, Zooms adds a whole new um, layer of complexity to that. Yeah, being prepared, practicing, having someone to practice with, practice in a mirror, creating some, you know, understanding again back to understanding the value you bring to the table and what makes you unique. Why are you going to be the best person for the job? And Again, a lot of people aren't really good at promoting themselves, especially women, right? Yeah. So it's hard for you to articulate, well, why am I so good? Well, I don't know. I just damn, I know I am, but I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so practicing and putting, you know, uh, putting together a whole thing that you can um, make it easier for yourself is a really good idea. So going back to networking, how important is networking when somebody, let's take right now with um, so many people being out of a job, what role does that networking play to help someone find a job? Yeah, I, you know, I think, Cindy, that it's probably the most important thing you can do. I mean, there's still lots of jobs out there. But again, the people who are hiring are very busy. They're um, distracted. They've got a million things they're trying to figure out. And so if you, these days, you, you usually put your resume on a, um, a job portal. So it's either the company portal or through LinkedIn or something like that. And it goes in and you never know if, if a human being actually sees that because a lot of these resume, the resumes get bumped out by the system before somebody actually sees it. And I think a lot of people don't know that. So if you don't network, your chances of, of getting to a human being, getting your resume looked at or could be quite slim, which is kind of too bad, but it's, it is the way it is. So, and even if you're not looking for a job, I think it's important to always be networking as a business person because you never know when um, you may need some help from somebody and, and you never know what help your network can give you down the road. So you know, I'm a big proponent of, of doing that on an ongoing basis, even if you're not looking for a job right now. So just reaching out to people, um, you know, having a conversation. I think that, uh, the you know, the pandemic has showed us that people really need connections, right? So uh, it's harder to do that because we can't always meet face to face, but you can still... You know, have uh, coffee dates on Zoom. You can have phone a phone call. You can just send a, a, a few words to, to somebody to kind of reach out and touch base, see how they're doing. Um, yeah, so there's lots of things you can do to um, to network even before you have have a, a need for a job or from some help from somebody. But uh, even more importantly, if you're looking for a job, you know, even reaching out to people to have informational interviews about a, a company or about a position that might uh, come up in the future or the industry you want to work in. That way you, you kind of, again, make connections before you need, um, there is even a job or before there's an interview, whatever. But 
people want to hire a known commodity. So if you've been networking with, with people or a company and, or you know somebody who knows somebody in your network can help you get into that hiring uh, manager and, and get a recommendation uh, for that hiring manager, then people are more apt to take a look at you, look at your resume and give you a chance. Kathy, that is a, that is a fantastic tip about the networking, about net, continue networking before you need a job and to keep that relationship going. Because a lot of times I think if folks think of networking as, oh, they're networking for a job versus yeah. it just keeping a relationship alive. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't have to be wanting something from someone because people can see through that. Oh, how are you doing? By the way, can you help me with this? Right. So people see through that in a heartbeat. So if you're already networking because you, you honestly care about building a relationship with people, then down the road, you never know when um, that network could be helpful. And you never know when you could help somebody else as well, right? So it goes both ways and you want it to go both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Well, on your website, I think you have, I don't know if it's a quiz or it says, is your promotability being hurt by self-sabotaging behaviors? When I read the question, thinking that you'll be promoted for doing great work, can you talk a bit about how that is self-sabotaging behavior? Well, yeah, absolutely, because that's what I used to do. So I know very well it doesn't work. So, and especially again for women, because, you know, you figure if you work real hard, you put your head down and you, you're going to, people are going to notice you and they're going to promote you. Well, you know, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. And, and I used to look at all the guys who were shamelessly, I thought, um, self-promoting. And I wasn't going to be one of those people. Uh, you know, it, it, you don't have to be one of those people. You can be um, a little more authentic in how you promote yourself, but you really have to do that. Um, and it is a self-sabotaging behavior, and, and it's not easy to do, again, especially for women. We're not used to promoting ourselves. So I think it's important that you need to learn how to do that well, and you don't want need to be obnoxious to be authentic. But there are ways to do it that people aren't going to look at you uh, badly. And especially if you can have a mentor or a sponsor or an ally in your organization or in another organization that can help you with it, that will, that will go a long way. So it's, it's a skill that doesn't come naturally, I think, to women, um, but uh, it's, it's, it's a necessary skill to learn and, and a really good skill to learn. And when you learn it, you can help other people with it as well. But there's nothing better than having someone else in an organization um, singing your praises. So if you can cultivate, again, relationships in an organization that can help you with that, that's really a benefit as well. It is a self-sabotaging behavior because uh, it, 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 it'll hold you back. So um, really thinking that people will just notice you uh, without uh, any type of promotion from either yourself or anybody else is really it isn't going to work. And, and it, it's not going to help your career unless you kind of figure out a way to do it. Again, you want to be authentic. And again, if you can get a sponsor or a mentor or somebody in the organization that can sing your praises, then there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than having somebody uh, else in the organization to promote you. And then people will look at you differently. But 
figuring out how to do it is a skill and it's a skill that you should learn and you should get help with if you don't have it. But it, And it's also something that you can help other people uh, bring them up with as well. You know, I used to do that as well, thinking that if I just put my head down, I would get promoted. And I went to my manager one time and I said, you know, I work really hard. I, you know, and I was kind of laid out everything that I was doing. I said, I'm ready to go into management. Why, why isn't somebody, you know, kind of like saying, Oh, she needs a promotion. And she was just laughing. She says, that's not the way it works. Cindy. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. You know, you, yeah, because, you know, I finally figured it out. People are worried about their own promotion, their own work, their own stuff, right? So they don't really have, you think they're looking at you and, and knowing you're doing a great job, but they don't have time for that for the most part, especially these days. So, yeah, you don't assume is, is, is really a good um, mantra to have. Don't assume that everybody knows what you want and, and there's ways to, to ask for what you want and let it be known what you want. And again, women are not always good at asking for what they want, but it is a skill that it's worthwhile to learn. And, and you need to be authentic and you need to do it in a way that's comfortable for you. But And, and it can be done so that it is not obnoxious or it's not um, going to put people off. Absolutely. And I think it's also, I think it's also don't assume that they even really know what you're doing. If yeah. you don't tell them and you've just got your head down working, mm -hmm. you know, they may not know, you know, everything that you're doing throughout the day. No, absolutely. Absolutely. They don't because, again, everybody's busy and they're just trying to get by it themselves. Right. So, yeah, I think it's a big lesson. It was a hard lesson for me to learn. And um, when I finally figured it out, it was kind of like this big slap on the face. I'm like, what? But. Once you do, then you're you know, you're much better for it, and you can you can chart a new course and 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 a plan that can help you do that. Absolutely. So, what have you read or listened to recently that inspired you? And maybe that's a business book, or you know, a book that you would read on the beach. <laughs> well, you know, I do a lot of reading, and I, I listen to a lot of podcasts actually. So this is great. Um, I'm always trying to get better at what I do, and uh, I'm a lifelong learner, so I love to I love to learn. So uh, I thought about this, and you know, there's so many great books out there. Um, I subscribe to HBR, and uh, there's a lot of great articles on all sorts of topics that they have, um, and they also have a Woman at Work podcast, which is excellent. So there's a, they cover all sorts of topics that. Um, affect women in the workplace. And they've got a new one called Race at Work uh, with, with someone called Porter Braswell, which is really good. And most recently, I've been listening to the new podcast with Bill Gates and Rashida Jones. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's Ask Big Questions. So there's lots of great information, really positive information and a lot of hope in that one. So that one's been quite inspiring as well. Kathy, is HBR, is that Harvard Business Review? Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, and you can subscribe to their podcasts for free. They're not, um, the articles, you get a few free ones a month. And yeah, so, but they're, they're, they're good. Um, and they'll, they have a lot of different ones. And once you listen to one, you'll find out about the others. And yeah, so podcasts are great, as you know, because you can listen to them. They're not too long. And, um, yeah, it, you can get a lot in a very short uh, space of time if you're busy. 
Yeah, absolutely. So my last question, if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her about the season of life you're in right now? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, I think uh, patience has never been a strong suit of mine. <laughs> so, so um, you know, having the patience to, um, to enjoy each season I think is would be great advice for me at 18 because you know like you you know you race headlong through your life and you don't maybe enjoy each piece as much as you should because you know you just get older and, you, and time goes faster so first of all to really try and enjoy each season for what it is and, and for what it's giving you and, and what you're learning and what you're experiencing but also that as you get older into sort of the later seasons into the, the season, especially after retiring, it's not kind of the end of your life. You're not so old that you can't enjoy and you can't still learn and you can't still be productive and also add value because you've you know been through your, all sorts of experiences that are real value to people. So, so it's just like the best is yet to come, I think. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And can you tell the listeners how they can find you, your website and social media? Okay. Uh, yeah. So my uh, coaching company is just uh, kpcoaching.com. So www.kpcoaching.com. And it's Kathy with a K at kpcoaching.com. So LinkedIn, Kathy Parks. Thank you so much, Kathy, for being on the podcast. And I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's been really fun and I'm, I'm excited to hear all the great work that you're doing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. I really enjoyed talking to Kathy about her career and transition into career coaching. And I especially liked when she talked about networking and it being about building meaningful relationships. If you haven't already, please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, live inspired.